Welcome to Organizing the Unorganized podcast. This is for unorganized moms just trying to do a little better each day. We talk real struggles while sharing tips, tricks, and a little organizing. We don't ignore what really goes on in our daily lives. This is where we start supporting and helping others through this thing called mom life. Let's go. Hello, my unorganized mamas. Today, I'm really excited because I have Leah Davidson on my podcast, and we dig into nervous system resilience. I know you're probably like, what does this have to do with organizing? But it really does have to do with the decluttering and what is going on. She does such a good job explaining it. I really encourage you listen to this and give us some questions and feedback. I want to know what you guys want to hear. I also want you guys to know that we have everything at your fingertips. There's nothing off limits about decluttering or organizing in your mind and in your life. So definitely email me and definitely listen to this amazing podcast. Here it comes. Welcome, Leah. I'm excited to have you here today and to talk about this subject. Before we do, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Leah Davidson, and I am a life coach. And my focus is really on nervous system resilience and stress and burnout and all the things that go along with the nervous system. I am also a speech language pathologist, and I've been doing that for the past 25 years, too. And and that's really where my, my interest in the brain and all things neuroplasticity and nervous system originated. As I was working, I work with people who have experienced traumatic brain injuries. And um, my work progressed just to work with people who didn't have injuries, but I realized we're all struggling with the same things. And so many of our challenges are rooted in the nervous system. So that's really where my passion lies. I actually have an advanced training in nervous system resilience, which I started last year. And I love teaching people about their nervous system. I Understanding your nervous system helps you understand yourself on such a deep level and understand the people around you. So it's such an incredible thing to learn because it really changes you and changes your relationships with everybody around you. So I'm excited to be here. Yes. I love that. And I love that you do advanced training in this. I think that this is something as a mom, I would love to invest more in just because of helping all my kids. All five of my kids are a little different My middle one definitely struggles a little bit more with getting herself grounded and and just anxiety runs high a little bit in her. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's something I would like to dig into for her and myself. For sure. sure. To it. I've noticed that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I learned more how to befriend my own nervous system, I it changed my parenting. It changed the way I interact with my children. My kids are all older now. They're between, you know, the age of 18 and, and 26. We are a blended family as well. So there's all sorts of dynamics. But 
when I learned about the nervous system really in depth, like I had always known about it. And this is something that's common. People know they have a nervous system and yeah, I know what the nervous system is, but when you really understand what it does and how it impacts your life, like I said, it changes everything. And so it really changed my relationship with my kids, my tolerance, my understanding, uh, my compassion towards them. It helped me see them through such different eyes. I talk about putting like a nervous system informed lens on. And when we see the world through that lens and our children or our partner or our clients, everything is different. And it's helped me so much as a mom, a stepmom, a wife. And then of course, as like a coach, a speech pathologist, a friend, a neighbor, a daughter, everything it has helped with. Oh, I love that. That is something I think every mom needs. Like, know there is somewhere to go that isn't mm-hmm. just deep therapy or deep coaching. Like, there is something you can do and can control, and it's within you. So Absolutely. And it changes everything because we, I'm sure we'll get into this, but our nervous systems communicate with each other. We are t- like you and I right now, our nervous systems are checking each other out. <laughs> And, and the listeners are listening for our nervous systems. And this is all on an unconscious level. So when we learn how to befriend and take care of our own nervous system, that's the important piece. We can take care of our own nervous system. It changes one side of that dynamic, which naturally changes the dynamic. We change the dance. If I start doing a different dance, you're going to be having to change your dance as well. Not necessarily, we may decide we don't want to dance with each other anymore, but impacting that you can make will impact all the relationships around you. Oh, I love that. That is so interesting. This is stuff that kind of gets me excited about talking about. So let's kind of talk about clutter for a second. How does the nervous system respond to clutter and mess and what factors contribute to its resilience? So the nervous system, if we just back up a second, and the nervous system, you can think of it essentially as the way the brain and the body communicate with each other. And the nervous system has um, certain roles that it does. It's, It's running behind the scene. It's running your show behind the scenes. So it's taking care of all those automatic things. It's taking care of your heartbeat and your breathing and your digestion. So that's one of its main roles. Another role that it has is it is like a prediction machine. It's constantly taking in stimuli so that it could figure out what to do next. So it it is, it's constantly on guard, taking things in and looking, but what it also does with the information that it takes in is it's doing an assessment of safety versus danger. And it's, it's really quite it's, it's not quite binary because it's usually safety, danger, and extreme danger. Those are sort of the three ways that it, it categorizes. But it is looking because it's trying to determine, do I need to allocate my resources for your survival? Or are we all good and we can do like all the thinking stuff and, and focus on connection and curiosity and compassion? Or do we have to say, Every resource has to go towards survival. So it's scanning your nervous system. You can think of it like a giant scanner and it's looking at the environment around you. So it's looking at your clutter. It's looking at whatever's happening. It's looking at what goes on inside of you 
And like I said earlier, it's looking relationally, what's happening between you and me. And based on those three things, it's, and it's all done like on a subconscious level, you're not consciously doing this. Based on those three things, it decides, are you safe or are you in danger? So when the nervous system reads signals like clutter everywhere, it will actually interpret that as being more dangerous. Now, if you have a reaction to the clutter, like I do when I look around and I see clutter, internally, I may get a little bit of like, oh, you know, when am I going to do this? Maybe I'll start feeling a little bit anxious, anxiousness, or maybe I'll start, you know, that inner critic, like what's going on? Get organized with yourself. I'll start berating myself. Well, my nervous system is picking up on that too. It's combining it all together. And it's like, all right, this must be dangerous. So we become activated. And by activated, I mean, there's usually a surge of energy in us. And we can either take the route of becoming maybe a little bit more um, on the anger side, aggressive, confrontational, defensive, or maybe on the flight side, we've all heard of fight or flight. So that anger and aggressiveness is fight. The flight side is more of that avoidance. It could be that um, feeling of overwhelm and busyness. So the nervous system will get activated when it thinks it's in danger and will respond in one of those ways. But another key thing that happens when we are activated is our thinking skills go offline. And again, this is not a choice. This is this is biology. The nervous system is like, if you need to survive, then we need all resources on board for survival. So you're not gonna be thinking about, how can I think through this? How can I change my thought? Or how can I be more compassionate? Or how can, at this point when you're activated, you're in survival mode. So in order for you to get to a place where you can maybe talk yourself through like, well, my clutter is not so bad or be compassionate with yourself, you have to learn how to regulate yourself first. So you can bring yourself back down to a place of safety and start drawing back on your thinking skills. Your CEO is what I call her. And then your CEO can walk you through, Leah, the pile of papers, it's not such a big deal. You'll schedule it in, you'll get to them afterwards. But my CEO can't do that when I'm in a state of, oh my gosh, there's so much clutter around here and I get stressed out. Oh, that's so good because I heard multiple things that remind me of myself. So my past self, I will say, was definitely avoidance and mm -hmm. I would just shut down, go watch nonsense TV, eat bonbons. Yeah. Like I definitely was an overeater. And that's how I dealt with things. And mm -hmm. then also mm -hmm. just avoiding, like it was complete, right. like sit here, do nothing. Yeah. And yeah. then now I noticed I talked to you before we started going mm -hmm. over the podcast was kind of like when I feel heightened, I notice my words do not come out. And there was a podcast you did, which we can reference mm -hmm. below. That was so helpful for me. And if I'm alone, I am able to vocalize and talk myself out of it and find that CEO, as you would say. And I love that. Um, and I'm able to talk myself down, but if I'm in a conversation, I notice I keep getting like mm -hmm. more heightened and I am definitely activated and I right. have been working on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes when, and that is so common happens to so many of us 
And then we make assessments and judgments. So we'll say, oh, I'm not good in conversations or I don't have a good vocabulary. Or some people may even think I'm not as smart as this person or as smart as that person. And it's no, this is just how your nervous system has responded. And your nervous system has been learning for years and years and years. It has all these imprints throughout, like it started developing, you know, in utero and all these experiences have formed and shaped and, and you as a child, you develop strategies and adaptations to environments or people or situations that weren't always very adaptable. So we call it, you know, adapting in some maladaptive environments. And that's how you learn to cope. It was brilliant that you came up with the strategies that you came up with in order for you to cope as a child or a teenager, as you continue getting older, your nervous system gets overwhelmed. It finds ways to regulate itself, not always a healthy way. And then now, as you are an adult and you're becoming more and more aware, you can kind of sit back and say, maybe I don't have to be doing these things that I've just been doing for so many years. These are patterns that I established for good reason, but maybe they're not serving me well anymore. So it's also that like, I, I find understanding the nervous system removes all the shame and the blame. Like you're not doing anything wrong. There's no moral weakness. You're not a failure. You're not not intelligent. It's just how your nervous system brilliantly learned to cope for so many years. And now you can decide I think I want to change it. I think I want to learn more about it. Maybe I don't want to change it. Maybe just my awareness. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. I'm pretty good with that. This is how I'm going to be, but it's my nervous system that's responding. And it's other people's nervous systems that are responding too. Yes. And when you were talking, I was like, I think that maybe me, I always say I'm an introvert is my way of keeping myself away from dealing with this or learning how to talk to people more or get out of my shell. And so this work has definitely been helpful because I'm putting myself out there. I'm learning to talk in front of people. Sometimes I stumble on my words, but I can easily bring myself back. Whereas I would just feel hot. You know, I'd feel my, my face get hot. I'd feel my heart and I did not know how to calm myself down. So this is, this is helpful for me too. And I think sometimes we get stuck in, um, if we get stuck in our patterns, we go into our states, we go into activated states and activated states, we've just mentioned sort of the hyper ones, but there's also the opposite of the hypo ones. When you are in a state for so long, I think it was um, Dr. Rick Hansen, he talks about how your states become your traits. So we can make the assumption that, oh, this is just who I am. This is my personality. Well, many of our personality traits are a direct function of the state of nervous system that we have been stuck in for years due to past traumas, childhood experiences, the environment, due to all these things. So we just think, well, there's nothing I could do. It's my personality. When a lot of our personality was developed because of our experiences with our nervous system and being in a certain state. Oh, that's so interesting. That is good. That That is interesting. That has my wheels spinning a little bit. <laughs> Well, just because we label people, we'll say like, oh, somebody's an anxious person. Yes. 
Um, and, and we even will see, yeah, but my children are anxious and I had a parent. Well, that has to do a lot with, you know, being stuck in a hyper aroused state, which is where anxiety lives. If you spend enough time on that, you will sort of absorb that and you can start to think it's my personality. I am an anxious person. And then you go and you have children yes. and they are around you and you're anxious and all of a sudden they're anxious. And, and you start to realize that so much of it is there's genetics involved. I, I certainly don't want to say that it's all genetics are, there are some people who are more sensitive and some, but lots of us have things that are quote unquote dormant in us that certain things will be activated um, that will come out in us based on what's going on in our environment, based on the reaction of our nervous system. And that's why I try to always work with my clients on labels. Like this is a label you put on yourself. This is not a fact, right? And, exactly. and so definitely it gets deeper with our personality or the way we've defined ourselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So good. So with strategies, what are some practical strategies or exercises that promote nervous system resilience? So the first thing I usually recommend to people is you do want to learn a bit about your own nervous system. You want to figure out what gets you activated. What are the things that, and we can call them, you know, triggers, what triggers you? And um, why do you think that triggers you? You don't have to spend a ton of time. Like when I work with people, I do like we go deep and we sort of explore what what does your nervous system look like when it's safe, when it's hyper aroused, when it's hypo aroused. So I think awareness is a really important piece because it's only when you're aware of something can you then start to accept it. And then once you're in that acceptance piece, that's when you can invite some change. Sometimes what happens is people will have a recognition that they have been stuck in a dysregulated state. And so they will really almost desperately at times say, okay, how do I change that? I don't want this. Like, I didn't realize, I'm, I'm glad I understand it now. It's my nervous system. What do I do to change it? Um, and one of the first things is not being in a rush to change it because that just activates your nervous system even more. I have to change. I have to do something different. The other challenge that can happen when we want to change our nervous system is we don't know where we want to go. And I give the example of, of moving. And if I recognize I am living in an activated zone and I don't want to live here anymore. So I decide I'm going to pack up all my boxes. I'm going to pack up my house. I'm going to get the movers to arrive. The movers are going to load everything in the truck. And then they're going to come to me and they're going to say, okay, everything's loaded. Where are we going? What's the address? And I may be like, oh, I don't know. All I know is I didn't want to be here. So the next step in befriending your nervous system is you have to build up a safe home for you. You have to build up a place that you can go to that you do feel is safe. And I use that word safe because that's what it is. It's where you're not regul where you're not dysregulated, where you're not activated. 
But many people have spent so much time in dysregulation. Like the most common thing I hear from people is, I don't even know what home looks like or sounds like or feels like. And that's where we start. And some of the things that you can do to start that is to do all the things that are good for your everyday health, making sure that you're getting good sleep, making sure that you are hydrating and eating properly. Movement is probably one of the best things that you can do because movement helps you work that energy through your system. And it allows you to sort of expand that space. So our goal really becomes building up a home, building up a safe place to go to. Other tools, things like meditation or listening to calming music or um, connecting with people on a social level. All the things where you kind of feel good after you do them are the things that you want to be doing more of in order to build up that zone of safety that you want to spend more time in. I love that. And I think it's important as you were talking, I was thinking this is exactly, it's okay to be where you are. It's exactly like reorganizing your home. Um, It is not going to happen overnight. We take small steps to get there. And it doesn't start with the beautiful bins. It starts with decluttering and seeing where you're at, what you're holding on to and finding your happy place in your home. Exactly. Exactly. It's the, the exact same thing, except you're doing it within you. It's the same way. You can't, you have to declutter, but you can't be in such a rush to declutter because then you will feel the stress of it and you'll probably get overwhelmed and you will just abandon it. Well, there's no point. I guess I'm I'm not never going to be able to declutter. You have to start with like, you know, the tiny corner, the one cupboard, the one shelf. And then when you do that, then you can move on. And that also helps you build up that trust in yourself. And it's the same thing with the nervous system. If you try to do something too quickly, you will overwhelm your system and your system will shut down again. And that's what I think happens for a lot of people. Um, Sometimes I'll start working with people and they'll say, well, I tried to do those things and those things don't work. I'm like, well, it's not a magic pill. It literally is like a tiny thing where we're introducing these tiny moments that as they like drops of water and they will fill the bucket eventually. But, you know, the first few days, just a couple of drops here and there, it won't look like you're doing much or the equivalent of saying going to the gym. You don't go to the gym after one day and look in the mirror and say, well, I don't see the changes. You've got to go to the gym every single day. And after a hundred days, then you can look in the mirror and say, oh, I see the changes now. The nervous system works in the same way. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And I think a lot of times we are so quick to move out of it. We don't work through what we really need to work through. What okay. caused us to be there? What caused all of this? Yeah, in the first yeah. what is the root? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and not being in a rush to change things because the nervous system also is not meant to always be at home base. Like the goal and, and the, we know a nervous system is healthy when it can go up and down. It can get activated 
but it knows how to come home. It can go into its lower levels and come back home. So it really is. And that's why I like calling it nervous system resilience as opposed to nervous system regulation, because resilience implies the up and down, the bending and then not breaking, the moving forward and going back that the resilience our system needs is to be dysregulated and come back to regulation and back to dysregulation and back to regulation. As your nervous system gets healthier and healthier, you will find that it it takes more for you to get dysregulated and that when you do get dysregulated, you're able to come home much quicker. That's the health of the nervous system. It's not to have no up and downs. It's to be better equipped to deal with all the ups and downs in a healthy way. Oh, I like that. I I like that because it, it gives you trust in yourself that you can safely get back there. Exactly. You have, to, yeah. you have your back. That's the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to be do. okay. For sure. Yeah. That's so good. So are there specific lifestyle factors that influence the nervous system, health and resilience? Yes. And I'd say, think of all the health factors as a mom. When you sleep better, you're able to deal with your children better. Um, I think of so many times over the years where maybe I would get upset with my kids or I'd lose my cool with them. And it usually would stem from, I didn't sleep well, I wasn't feeling well, I hadn't eaten that day, I hadn't had any me time to go out and hadn't seen sunlight. I had all those things really are important for your nervous system. They are, those are the fundamental pillars that you can go and, you know, it's so common on Instagram and I love sharing different techniques and tools that people can use. But if you don't have the fundamentals, then all the little hacks that, that you can have, they're not going to make a difference. If you are running on zero sleep, you are asking your nervous system to perform when it does not have the fuel. If you aren't eating, you aren't having any kind of exercise, you're not getting you know, sunlight or proper darkness at night when you're sleeping, it's gonna impact you. So those are sort of foundational lifestyle choices that not only do we need to make now because we know physically we've learned that for so long, you know, how to, how to deal with, you know, weight gain and keep our cardio happy. But now we do have a big understanding that mentally and for our nervous system, we need to be making those changes in our lifestyle to make sure that we're taking care of those fundamental pillars. Otherwise we're working with a very, very, um, small zone of resilience is what I call it. It's just, we just don't have the capacity. I can't deal with you right now because I'm exhausted and I'm hungry. So yes. I don't have the capacity. So those are like those, they're simple, not always easy, but there's simple things that we can make sure that we're getting on a daily basis. Well, and I think that it's something forgotten as a mom, we're always putting ourselves last, but if we put those little things first, we can perform better. We can be there for others better. And I even think as just a coach, we're always trying to help our clients and 
build courses and do all these things. And if I have sat here and done a podcast after, cause I like to bulk them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so if I've sat here too long and I'm not articulating well, and I can just tell I'm tired, I just know this will take me half the time when I get what I need, whether oh, totally. it's food, water, yes. a little exercise, a little sunshine, whatever yeah. it is, just give yourself that yeah. and then come back. Yeah. I had, um, so as a speech pathologist, I work in the area of traumatic brain injury. And when I first um, assess somebody, it's quite an extensive process that I go through and I meet with them multiple times and we're going through all standardized testing. And then I have to write the report and the report is anywhere between like 17 to 23 pages. So it's a long report. And I like to divide up my time to do it. And I started noticing that when I would wake up first thing in the morning and do the report, I could like pump out three or four hours and get a really good chunk of it done. If I tried to do those three or four hours later on in the day, I'd barely get anything done. And it was just, it helped me understand that I do have to recognize what my needs are, how I have certain times that are better, how I perform better after I'm well slept and eaten and morning is a good time for me. It's the same thing with everything that we do. We need to be looking at our schedules, looking at our life. When is this an ideal time for me to do this? When am I best when have I taken care of myself the best? Is this the time for me to have this conversation with this child, with this client? Am I am I fueled the way that I want to be fueled to show up the way I need to be? And that's all nervous system stuff. We have to get inside. Remember I said the nervous system, it's checking externally, but it's also checking internally to see what's going on. So it's going inside. Okay, are you well, are you hungry? Do you have pain somewhere? Are you feeling frustrated? Are you feeling overwhelmed? And that is going to de help decide whether it's gonna be activated or safe. So we also need to be taking care of our insides. Oh, that's so good. And I know when I'm activated, if one of my kids, like I can feel myself getting a little worked up, like it's just better to be like, okay, we'll talk about this in a minute, or we'll talk about this exactly. and almost remove myself or give myself just some time to process, to bring myself back or else it does honestly, for me, um, cause yelling cause maybe yeah. just escalating. And as I'm totally this new teen thing, I'm like, yeah, it does not help. At all. It does not help. The, <laughs> the best gift you can, if you have teens, the best gift you can give yourself as a mother is the gift of your own regulation. Because teens by nature of their development, you know, we talked about that CEO, a teenage brain, their CEO does not develop until around the mid 20s, 25 to 28, a little bit older if you're male. Um, so we are working with kids, teens who are very much in survival mode, which means that the only CEO that could be online is ours. So if we are just joining them in survival mode, if we are just allowing sort of, you know, that monkey brain to take over, 
it can be pretty disastrous. But if we learn how to regulate ourselves, we keep our CEO in line, it is so much easier to deal with the ups and downs that our children are supposed to be having at this time of life. And we're less frustrated and we're less overwhelmed. You know, I'm saying this easier said than done for sure. <laughs> I, I certainly have lost my cool and gone well into monkey mode many, many, many times with my kids. But at least having the awareness, okay, what just happened here? I just was so dysregulated. It was more about me than it was about them. Yes. And I love the monkey mode. Like it's true. It's just things are starting to fly out of my mouth or that I'm like, what am I even saying right now? And yeah. I know I need to go remove myself, but I just can't. So it's just better yeah. if I don't even get into it at that time. Exactly. Let myself go. And now yeah. I'm always going to think no monkey mode, no, no monkey, monkey mode. That's right. I need to give my CEO. She's leaving. She's leaving. Come back. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I know we kind of touched on this, but how do you see this being valuable for specifically unorganized moms who are cluttered and want to start getting organized and whatnot? Yeah. Well, I think it really does come back to understanding that your environment is one of the channels that your nervous system is checking in on. And so if we can reduce the clutter in our environment, then we're reducing the danger signal that's being sent to our nervous system. So it reduces our chance of being activated. I think then the internal, when we do make the changes and we do make the adjustments, like I did, um, we just became empty nesters. Our, our last, uh, my stepson went off to university. So in September and October, I said to my husband, we're doing a massive declutter. It ended up being a lot less than I hoped because as you see with kids, kids may leave, but their stuff stays. So, so many of the things that I was like, I want to declutter this. I want to declutter that. They're like, no, I need this. I need that. But it helped me. I felt good after I had done it. So internally, I was feeling more empowered that, okay, you know what, I'm somewhat more organized, it's still not where I wanted to be, but pat myself on the back. Again, that internal channel allows my nervous system to be calmer. So we're always trying to do things to figure out what will help me feel more quote unquote safe? Because that's what the nervous system is looking for. So decluttering and then feeling good about taking the steps towards decluttering is going to help you just feel better overall and help your nervous system to feel safer. Yes. I remember before I really got into organizing it was like I would walk in my house from work or from getting the kids at school and I would just feel overwhelmed instantly. And it would yes. definitely put me in that heightened yeah. you know, survival mode monkey. Yeah, like exactly. I was yeah. freaking yeah. out a little bit. And so yeah. I know when I'm really heightened, I need to take time to declutter. I can always organize too, but my kids make fun of me because they know when I get a garbage bag, like it's on hide your stuff because go. <laughs> mom's going to town because it's just so much stuff like you said with kids and yeah. different stages I have teenagers I have toddlers everyone's at different stages so we have a lot of toys and it's just okay we we need to get everything so I can look out and I can feel 
like I can breathe because I almost feel exactly. like suffocating yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's a space that we need. Our brain also likes space. Our, our brain just naturally, I think like as a speech pathologist, when I'm working with people with writing and maybe they're having writing challenges, one of the things I say to them is like, when you're writing, don't keep things all like in the same area, you, you can use space, like give yourself lots of space. The brain really appreciates it. It's kind of like air. So I think it's that way in our environment too. Like the brain really appreciates having that space. Yes, that, that is so good. I think I could sit and talk to you for hours about this. It would be fun. Not too. We might have to touch on this some other time again, just to help our listeners, but for sure, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're so welcome. How about we tell my listeners how to find you, how they can work with you and all the things. Yeah. So I am on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. And um, I have a podcast, it's called Building Resilience. So it is um, has lots of topics that we touched on today. I go into more depth about it. Right now, I have created, as I mentioned earlier, an advanced training in nervous system resilience. So it's for people who really, really want to take a deep dive into learning about their nervous system or coaches who want to uh, learn about their nervous system in order for them to teach their clients about their nervous system. And under that umbrella comes trauma because trauma is very related to nervous system. And in the spring, I'm hoping to have a couple of other offerings that I haven't quite solidified, but to just reach um, a broader audience. I just love the nervous system and I just want to shout it from the rooftops that we need to learn how to befriend it. So um, you know, if you want to connect with me, Facebook, Instagram, that's the place to go to start with and go connect with her because I listened to some of her podcasts. And like I said, I learned instantly things about myself that I was like, I want to work on this. And this is exactly what's happening for me. And so I think you speak to everybody and everybody can relate to all of that. Awesome. So it's good. I actually created, um, I call it the Nervous System Resilience Roadmap. I just created it. Um, and it is a download that you can get of like 11 episodes of the Building Resilience podcast that are sort of key for understanding the nervous system. So I can send you the link for the show notes because that's a great place if you want to start learning. These 11 episodes will give you some of the basics about your nervous system. Oh, perfect. We will put that below because now I want to go check that out too. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and go stalk Leah on Instagram and Facebook and find her podcast. We'll see you soon. All right. Are you ready to organize your home in six weeks? We will go through areas in your home and organize it within your budget. That includes me helping with everything. This is a small group coaching, three to five moms, just like you. You get a guide, a daily challenge, weekly group coaching, 24-7 email access, and accountability partner, all for $199 for six weeks. This starts February 13th, so get on the wait list today. Don't go. If you are finding this podcast useful, head on over to my website, which is take5organizing.com 
and this is where you can sign up and never miss a beat. I'll give you some tips, tricks, and of course new free stuff. And if you want to skip that and fill out an intake form to see if we want to work together, you can do that too. And I know you probably have already done this, but if not, hit subscribe. It helps unorganized people like me and you find my podcast. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review and tune in to the next episode. We'll see you soon.